what is up everyone welcome back to another episode of the girls room i'm here with the two ogs all in very different places but all in new york funny enough uh sam Not taylor me. well yeah oh sam's in new jersey that is true that's what a plot Trick twist you. what a plot <laughs> twist <laughs> yeah uh so we have some stuff to discuss and then at the end of the episode we're going to get to a really cool interview with a really cool person that we will touch on later but first how was everyone's weekend we had one evening together which was great oh my god that yes. was so long ago Jeez, seriously. so long yeah. ago that was literally almost like, a week ago yeah like six days ago six days ago yeah but what a great day and night that was um the office Chris holiday party it was mm-hmm. a good time mm-hmm. um and yeah that was really pretty much anything I did that weekend Saturday was down for the count um and Sunday I took a 4 30 p.m soul cycle class which I hadn't done before but I liked that vibe of end of the week or beginning of the week of whoever even thinks of it that way mm. um I consider it the end of the week and um yeah so that was nice and then right into this week of work Taylor how was your weekend um, the holiday party was a blast, which everyone knew it would be because we have a fun and rowdy crew. Mm. Um, I think I got home at three 30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, yeah. After the party, we wandered to a pizza place. There was about 30 of us in the pizza place photo proof Maddie Mass's Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, then we went to another bar. Then some of us went back to the office and by the end of the night, there were four people left in the office at around two 240 and me and Sam were two of those four people left in the office. So um yeah, I got home just around 3:30. Did absolutely nothing on Saturday because I was I'm too old for this and I was mm. hungover. And then um Sunday, what did I do Sunday? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm moving, so my whole life is like a blur and my house is a mess and yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really happy that you guys didn't have anything else to do after the holiday party because I too was one of the people that stayed at the office. I think I left the office at like 2, 2.15 because I remember laying in bed at 3.30. So I wasn't I wasn't that far uh, ahead of you guys. And then unlike you two, I had to go to a lacrosse game on Saturday. Yes. So for that, I left my apartment at 2.00. I woke up at 11. Let's just whole day. Woke up at 11, left my apartment at two. Didn't get back to my apartment until midnight. And then oh, Sunday yeah. I was just, that's working. wild. Like I was, the lacrosse game was super fun. We went to New York riptide game. They invited us out. So me and Joe's McFly and Dre all went, um, smart by Joe's and Dre. They, um, Irish goodbye the party when it ended, which was 10 p.m. Um, unlike me who once I'm out, I can't, I can say no to things if I'm home in a way, but if I'm already out, all bets are off. I'm staying out the whole night. I just, I can't leave and miss a funny story. I don't know why I just can't, yeah. but, um, I did get to introduce the blackout cam to everyone. And truthfully, that was one of my greatest accomplishments yes. in 2023 thus far. It's not, long into 2023 but definitely number one right now when I looked back at my camera roll after I went through the blackout cam and saved 
I saved all the photos and my camera roll was, I was like, I had no business taking that many photos on this camera. Why, what was I doing? I took so many and, but honestly, like memories, it's fine. Yeah. When I woke up, every time I wake up after taking the blackout cam out, I never know if I'm going to have like 15 or if I'm going to have like well over a hundred. I don't even like go through them on the camera. I just take the memory card out, plug it into my computer and start downloading. And it was like uploading 238 photos. I was like, damn, that's we a did lot work. of photos. That's a lot of photos. Some great ones. Yeah. Though. Definitely some great ones. Very fun. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully the blackout camp can make a few more uh, appearances at whatever next event we end up at. Um, another fun thing that happened literally less than 24 hours ago, we have merch. We have a sweatshirt. I don't think you guys understand how excited I am. I posted this on my close friend story last night. Like, I am so excited about that. Like, so excited. I can't even explain it. It's really cool. Matt, I think, yeah, Blake designed our logo, which we've loved since the jump. Like, it was perfect. It was exactly what we wanted. And then Kenny got the perfect color sweatshirt. And the whole thing came together so nicely. So shout out to Matt Blake and Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so nice. I it's it. the cream color sweatshirt is so nice. It's thin. So it's like, it's just, yeah, it's cozy. Um, I'm really excited. I think it's really fun. I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped about it. I sent it to one of my, um, I sent it to a handful of people the second that it went live. Um, some of my best friends, family members, whatever. And one of them being um, my best friend, Courtney out in Arizona. And I'm not kidding. Like I sent her the link, the link and within like 30 to 45 seconds, she sent me a screenshot. It already ordered it. I was like, you're the first person that's bought it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I sent it to my parents and they were both like, get us our size. I was like, we'll do (laughs) my dad. Can you picture my dad in a girl's room sweatshirt? It's like, he's going to love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Really fun. Sweatshirts live. Super exciting, very, very exciting things. Um, but in uh, other not so exciting things, uh, particularly for Mets fans, uh, let's talk about sports and Carlos Correa. Taylor, how are you feeling? <laughs> Honestly, I'm glad it's over. Yeah. I was so sick of the Carlos Correa sweepstakes saga, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, yeah, I, I've had enough. Um, good for the twins. Uh, good for Trev's twins to be specific. Um, yeah, I, I'm not upset. I'm really not. I I'm like I said, I'm glad it's over. I'm more relieved it's over than I am upset that it didn't happen. Yeah. Like I said, before they kind of signed him for a minute, I said, I didn't think we needed him. Then we signed him. I was like, Hey, you're not going to be upset. And then now he's Mm -hmm. gone. It is what it is. Like I, I still think the Mets did things to improve their season, their team from last season. And they had over hundred wins. So, um, I hope Carlos Correa has a really happy next six years in Minnesota. I feel bad for him that all of this happened. I think at the end of the day, the person that got the short end of the stick was Carlos Correa. Um, because his deal went from 300 and whatever million to 350. Yeah. 350 to what is he getting now? 200, 200, um, which granted there's the vesting options that can bring it up to 270, but he's still over a hundred million dollars less. Um, 
or just under, I guess, but either way, um, I feel bad for him. I don't know what happened with all of that. I don't know who's to blame whether it's Boris or who, but, um, I'm happy that he's going to be settled somewhere and that the Mets, this part of our chapter is over. And if they want to go make another move, they can do that. You know, this, like from the time that the like question mark, actually, this is what the whole Mets and Carlos Correa thing felt like from someone who is not a Mets fan. It felt like a bad, like on again, off again relationship. And they like got back together and everyone's like really happy because they posted something on Instagram. And then they're like going through a break whenever the physical was like raising some questions. So it's like, oh, we're just working on some things. Like, don't worry, like it's going to be fine. But we're just like working on some issues. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, just break up. You know? Yeah. They finally broke up. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we were getting texts from Jolly like a few times a week of like, this is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing this, I'm hearing that. And I'm glad it's over, you know, for everyone. Yeah. Um, Carlos Correa, especially because, you know, he has to then decide what he's doing with his life. So yeah. I mean, what another turn though? Like I wasn't, I really, as much as I, I'm not upset. I really did think the Mets were going to figure it out and get it done. And like, he was going to be a Met. And so, I mean, good for the twins for sticking to their guns and being like, Hey, we still want you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They lucked out and it's almost, it was kind of, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe for you, since you already saw him, the deal with the giants fall through. So you at least knew not to be fully in until the physical did pass. Like I think giants fans were blindsided. So at least you kind of had that like, Hey, wait, we're not at a hundred percent yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think everyone was skeptical. The second the Mets yeah. news flashed yeah. across for the very first time, it was like, Oh, uncle Steve's willing to dish out the money, but that, you know, everyone was just, everyone was just so confused about the giants and their whole situation. Cause the arson judge thing had just happened. And like, there was just a lot going on there. So um, yeah. You know what? Good for Carlos Correa. Take your $200 million and have a happy six years in Minnesota. Yeah. Still it's, a yeah. good bit of money. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, yeah, big difference, but still a lot of money. And yeah, he, obviously they wanted him. So at the end of the day, yeah. it's like, you're, they, they really did want him. So and that must also feel nice. Yeah. You do have to wonder if it like, I mean, it is over cause he's on a team, but I'm more so curious, not so much on the Carlos Correa front, but more so like okay, were there like other things going on behind the scenes? Like, did the Mets like ever really want him or was it like a, like a pawn and some like game? I just feel like in the baseball world, it's always a much bigger, bigger picture than we're actually seeing. And for something like this, there's so many question marks with a situation like this. Was it like a, was it like a public move to like, showcase that the Mets are willing to spend X amount of money on a player like that. So is that trying to tell a message to someone, you know, I don't know. I feel like I was some- thinking that too. I was like, thinking, I was wondering if there was some like ulterior motive. Cause then I heard something about the Mets want to be in on Manny next year. Yeah. And so I was like, was this a weird way to like assert dominance of like, just so you know, we can, if we want to kind of thing. Wouldn't put it past him. It's a yeah, smart and I texted. Move. Yeah. I texted my dad. My dad's going through it. I texted my, with the Mets. I texted him saying, he said like, oh, well, 
Well, the night before, when like the twins news started rumbling, he was like, the fucking twins. He was like, are you kidding me? Like, whatever. And I was like, eh, we'll see. And then the next day it happened and he said, oh, well. And I said, it's all right. We'll save all our money and give it to Shohei next year. And he just put LOL. But I do wonder if there's a, there's a world where some of this was like, we can do whatever we want and we'll show you right now. Um, and at the end of the day, the, I think he's making about $43 million with his deal with the twins, which the Mets could have given him. They were going to give him, you know what I'm saying? They could have given exactly. him what he wanted. Yeah. So it's like, are the mesh where was uncle Steve just saying like, by the way, we can have anyone we want if we want them. Who's who knows? I guess we'll see what happens next free agency. Yeah. That, that, that was just my first thought because when that fell through, I was like, publicly to state that you were going to like get someone and then be like, Oh, ah, and I don't know. Yeah. You guys can like, we're out type of thing. Like that's ballsy. Like, so there had to have been something going on behind this. Do we know if Manny Machado, if Scott Boris is Manny Machado's agent, do we know that? Mm, I I don't know. Off the top of my head. I don't know. Scott Boris is a lot of things, but uh, like, mastermind and playing puppeteer with this game of baseball in the business is one thing that he does quite often so looks like he's not who is Machado's agent D- Dan Lozano does it say what come or what company no of course it's in a paywall of some sort like CAA or is it Excel I'm trying to there's a few others but yeah, I mean, that is going to be a we'll have to wait and see type of thing because, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think the Mets were better with him on it, but they're, it's not like they're, like, detrimentally worse without him. Like, they have people to play in that position. So, yeah. will be yeah. interesting. It will definitely be interesting. Uh, speaking of New York and baseball and other teams that are not really doing much, Sam, what's going on with your Yankees? Anything? Um, Aaron Judge getting the key to the city today. Okay, so I saw that. What does that? That's entail? groundbreaking. Like, actually, when you get a key to a city, what does it open? Ceremony. Yeah, I think it open. I think it just says we appreciate you. Yeah. Um. So interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we've really made any more headlines since last we talked mm-hmm. it's um been, it's been pretty quiet I think I remember Jimmy yeah. talking on morning that they were like they didn't know what they were going to talk about on talking yanks because there wasn't too many things yeah I mean yeah the last episode was like okay no more moves left I guess so um yeah that's maybe maybe they feel good about where they are or they realize okay there's no other options left so they'll just make it work um but yeah, pretty quiet, which is interesting. The Mets, the Mets signed Tim LaCastro, which Yankee fans oh, were kind yes. of sad about. Yeah. Tim I'm is. stoked. I love Timmy Lowe from his snakes days. Um, yeah. Really, really good guy. But yeah, that's the only thing that happened like this week that I can think of that Yankee fans were, were talking about. Yeah. Crazy news last night with Miggy Rowe going to the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. I, say, I didn't see that coming, but. Happy for guy, Miggy Rocco. Yeah, very cool. He was the Rose. one that posted the video going through his closet and he had to go to the very back. That was, yeah, incredible. he's a cool guy. That was really cool. Um, yeah, Rose was talking about on baseball today, yesterday, that he was hoping that Miggy Rowe went somewhere because he can't sit through another season of terrible Marlins games. Lucky him. And uh, yeah, 
We love that. So that'll be fun for them. LA guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rob's in the chat. Miggy Rose, the best. He said, ah, yeah, Rob's it'll, best friend. It'll be fun for them. It'll be kind of now a little detrimental for Taylor and I, because we shit on the Dodgers 90% oh, of the shoot. time. Yes. <laughs> you know, the Dodgers also have another guy that I like that they got this off season in JD Martinez. Yeah, I know. Mm. I, know. I really liked him as a snake as well. Good guy. So, and really like, really like people say he has like a book that he like, like a, he like a journal that he like all of his like hitting notes and stuff are in. He's like very meticulous about like his hitting and like his strategy. And he's like one of like the, like most takes it like super seriously. Like guys have said, he's like a really, like really smart minded baseball player as far as hitting goes. And I always liked him. And so now they have two. Um, so it's interesting. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We can be fan of players and we don't hate the Dodgers. We just, no, we just have opinions. We just don't believe in them. Yeah. Yeah. Big difference. As a I, whole. Yeah. Cause I also really like Dustin May. Yeah. I think he's great. So there's, you know, there's some guys on the Dodgers. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. There's some guys on the Dodgers. Yeah. And outside of that, we don't have touch on it until yeah whatever when do pitchers and catchers report that's like in less than a month right or right out a month right right around valentine's day so yeah. it's different it's it's usually over like two or three day span for all the teams but it's right around valentine's day so i would say maybe the 13th would be a monday so maybe it's that first day of workouts for some teams maybe the 13th they start on a monday um but soon that's for sure that's insane mm-hmm. that it's already baseball season again. Yeah. Just about getting there. I was saying this yesterday in the office. I was like, just once it starts, it doesn't stop. So you have to appreciate this small window we have left of this one month. Um, as excited as I am, of course, yes. for baseball, always, always, it is a break and a look at some other sports and things has been nice. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So once it starts, it doesn't stop. Well, enough about sports. I actually wanted to finish our segment with an idea that we were given by the one and only Feo. We actually took his idea and kind of tweaked it a little bit. So Feo ended up sending us a box of, I guess we call it like alternate candy. So like candy that essentially is like not sweet tarts, but sweet tarts rope type of things. Um, And his original idea was to draft these things, but I kind of wanted to twist it and do like a this or that, like which one do we like better? Because we've basically spent the entire time that we've had the candy just eating it all. (laughs) And discussing. (laughs) And discussing, yeah. Like discussing flavors, color, all of that. So we're going to play this or that. I'm going to just give you two options. You're going to say which one you like better. Cool. Cool, right on. Perfect. Okay, let's start with, Nerds versus the nerd gummy clusters. I love nerds itself, but the gummy clusters were so good. So that would be regular yeah. nerds a real run for its money. And we are nerds. We are a nerd show. We literally had the nerds yes, dispenser. We did. So yeah. we're we're like nerds truthers, but the clusters really got us this week. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That was the first thing you guys opened. And you kind of hit, you were like, yeah, we just, we opened them like, oh, and then I ate them and I was yeah. like, completely understand. I'm going nerd clusters. It's like a nerd rope, just cut up in little balls. 
Mm-hmm. So good. Love. Okay. Uh, sweet tarts versus sweet tart rope. I'll go sweet I'm tart. going. I'm going sweet. Oh, Sam, you're going regular old sweet tart. Yeah. You got a raisin. Uh, I just like them a lot, and I, to be fair, I haven't had this other alternative, but I can't see it in my head beating a normal sweet tart. I'm going. I'm going rope. What sweet tarts are are you thinking of? Like the big ones, the small ones? Sam? Me? Like the the little like the, the little, little this. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably going regular. I'm going rope. Um when my friends and I could start driving in high school, yeah. we we would go to quick check and buy all of the nerd rope or the sweet tart ropes. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It was like we we couldn't drink alcohol so we would just go to quick check to like get out of our houses and we would leave with nerd ropes and we would just eat them in the car and listen to music but our sweetheart ropes and it was always that so i have like very fond memories i have like an attachment to sweetheart ropes yeah okay i get that there's a nostalgic feel to that um starburst versus the starburst jelly beans starburst 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 I hate jelly beans. I, yeah. yeah they always get stuck in my teeth I just, I want to like them. I don't. It's jelly belly or nothing for me. Like, I don't want, I want jelly belly, jelly beans. Love them. Always have. I don't want the others. Jelly beans got ruined for me during, what were those jelly beans called where you would eat one and it's like, is this chocolate or is this poop? You remember those? (laughs) You remember those? It'd be like, is this like lime or grass? Yeah. 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 Oh yes. I yeah. Like trap. The like prank ones. Ruined jelly beans for me. I ate one too many of the bad flavors. I was like, forget this. I'm never gonna think about lime the same again. Um. Yeah. I'm going Starburst too. Skittles versus the Skittles gummies. Skittles. I'm gonna have to stay OG Skittles. Yeah. Yo. But we I've... were crushing that bag of Skittles gummies. Yeah, I do love. Them. Oh, see, I... but I didn't like them. I ate them. Be... I don't know why I continued <laughs> eat them, but I, I hated them. But really I kept eating them. I didn't think they tasted like Skittles. Mm-mm. I like gummies though. I'm a gummy gal. I'm not a. I think I don't like the hardness, but I mean, start, like Skittles aren't bad. But I'm going gummies. It's a nice twist. Interesting. Nice twist. Um, Swedish fish or the Swedish fish and friends, which Taylor and I tried yesterday for the first time. Um, I'm going fish and friends. I'll go, I'll go normal. I feel like I ate a green. It was a turtle to be specific in the fish and friends. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. I looked at Pax. I'm like, have you had a green one? I was like, these are so good. She's like, I hate the green. I was like, hated the green. Damn it. Hated the green. Immediately, the she's green. like, I hate the green. Um, regular Swedish fish, although I do like them, I get bored. So Same bored. flavor over and over. Huh. So bored. <laughs> Sam, Sam like, like, nope. I just, okay. I, I can't really stray from the original because it's the original for a reason. It's the best. Okay. That's Isn't there something with Jake? Like he loves Swedish fish, but he can't yeah, eat them. Jake, he, no, he can't eat them because he will eat the whole entire bag. If not two bags. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I thought. Doesn't let himself yeah. touch or sniff a bag. It was a whole thing on like a live. I think Dan Canobio might've brought Swedish fish and he was like, get those away from me. <laughs> yeah. Like Jake can't even be near them. It's like, no. he, it's really an issue. Mm. I'm, I'm wondering if he's like that with, Fish and friends. We'll have to see. 
Maybe we sneak mm -hmm. one in and just plot twist. Um, okay. Twizzlers versus the Rainbow Twizzlers. I think I'm going OG. OG. Yeah. I'm sorry, but there should be no Twizzler that tastes like lime. There shouldn't. No. Yeah. There's enough other things that taste like lime. Exactly. I don't want yeah. a Twizzler. Right like, and red only. Um, okay. This one's going to be interesting. I'm really curious what y'all think in this one. M&M's versus the mini M&M's. Mini. In the really? little container. I love, yeah. I In the little container, yes. for whatever reason, a mini M&M tastes so much better. Yep. Interesting, guys. Same. I yeah. think I'm I think I'm going OG. It's something like they're like more chocolatey, more like crunchy. I don't know what it is. I love the mini yes, ones in that. They're too. more, they're more crunchy and crispy. Yeah. The tube maybe just the tube, because the tube is amazing. Yeah. And I, just I will say the kid. tube, you can just like, yeah, just dump the tube. Just like shot of MMs. Yeah. <laughs> great container. Yeah. Uh okay, two more. Twix versus the caramel Twix. I learned a lot about candy as I was mm. researching this. Doesn't, does normal Twix not have caramel in it? They're like, it's a coating instead of like chocolate. So it's like the normal Twix, which dupe, and then it's like oh. Twix, but it's like covered in caramel. And then they also have Twix protein bars. It's a whole thing. I'm not really in on Twix in general. I, I wouldn't gravitate towards a Twix. So I don't think I have, I don't think I'm able to give an answer. I'm also not really into Twix, interestingly enough, but I think if I had to choose, I would go regular. Mm -hmm. yeah. Probably. And last one, which I feel like one of you said this was a favorite candy in the Halloween candy draft. Almond Joy versus Mountains. Oh, yes, that was me. Almond Joy all the way. Agree. Almond Joy to the day Can't that I die. Wrong. Yeah, nice. those are so good. Thank you, Fayou. Yeah, thank You've you, been Fayou. enjoying candy yeah, so all kind. week. Literally, I had to, I put it in a bowl next to my desk because I didn't want to put it in the kitchen because if I put it in the kitchen, it would have been gone in like two seconds. But next to my desk, yeah, people either sneakily get it when I'm not looking or only a handful of people are like bold enough to just come up and grab Taylor and Sam being the two main ones. I announce myself. I walk over. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here for candy. And I'll say what I'll be like, I'm here for a rope. Like I'll say exactly <laughs> what I'm coming for. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Pax, you want to tell everyone who our interview is with so that the people listening live know to go watch it on YouTube yes. after? Yes. So I'm going to be editing the interview in right after I finish this statement. But we just had an incredible conversation with Emma Kittle, who is one, just a badass in general, but her brother plays for the San Francisco 49ers, George Kittle, and she is engaged to former MLB pitcher Cody Ponce. He now plays in Japan and is absolutely killing it. So yeah, we had a great conversation uh, with her just about who she is, what she does, just her navigating in the sports world and figuring it out. And she's like, awesome. Uh, so yeah, it will be up on YouTube probably later today, if all goes well with Wi-Fi and stuff, fingers crossed. But yeah, it was a good conversation. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she was She was a badass. You put it well. She was. So for those listening live, be sure to tune in to YouTube to watch that. And if you're watching on YouTube, this is where I will insert the interview now. Enjoy.
What is up, everyone? We have a very special guest for this part of the girls' room, the one and only Emma Kittle. How are you doing today? Good morning, everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm great. Life is life is good in Southern California. That's a, you got to be like we're pretty excited about this, okay? Because you're the first interview that we've done that is like outside of the baseball world and that's not really associated with John Boy Media. So like. Mm -hmm. big step for us we're excited and honor thank you honeys I feel honored so obviously for those who don't know who you are uh let's just start off with like some basics name age hair color where you grew up things like that so I'll let you take the floor and and give you a little synopsis obviously okay well my name is Emma Kittle um I am from Iowa City Iowa I grew up in the Midwest so corn-fed family big family um, and then went to college at the University of Oklahoma. I played volleyball there um, and then kind of got a little confused at what I wanted to do life. I had like all these plans. I was going to go be Craig Bradshaw in New York and then everything fell through. So um, either way, I ended up uh, studying yoga and going back to, uh, well, kind of jumping into a teacher training. I was planning on going to law school and I was like getting all crazy anxious and stuff. So I went to do a yoga teacher training instead. Cause I was realizing that yoga was the only thing that was actually helping me not be so stressed out and paranoid all the time. And so I just fall in love and I realized that I really wanted to work with athletes. Um, thankfully my little brother has had quite a shining football career. So it's given me access to some pretty amazing clients. Um, so football has really been our main niche, uh, for a long time, but since meeting my new fiance, <laughs> as of like four days, um, I'm getting into the baseball world, but I joke with packs all the time that I like literally know nothing about baseball. So, um, I'm really, I'm eager to learn. Um, but yeah, now I do holistic health coaching. I run a podcast and I help manage these different athletes in my life. So basically you went from like one of the most stressful career paths of all time as a lawyer to like the most like fulfilling and chill and like go mm -hmm. with the flow career paths. Like exactly. how, how has like that transition been? Because I feel like just as a person, you kind of have to be a, a go, go, go type of human being. How, like, is it hard to transition into that? Or is there some aspects of like yoga and wellness and health and all that, that are still in that go, go, go mentality. Um, I think, I think the yoga principles kind of anchor everything that I do now. Um, I think for me, like my idea for law school was my dad did it. And he just always talked about how it taught him how to think, taught him how to write. And after all my plans kind of, you know, just exploding in front of my face, um, and moving back home, I was just like, I need something to do. And so law school was just like this next step. Um, but it was really interesting because I mean, we always, in hindsight, we can always see how wonderful the lessons that we were learning are, but you know, I started seeing how it was like really the first time that I started like making the connection between emotional and mental stress and the physical stress that it was having on my body. And then, you know, as I started to release that physically through yoga, how that mental and emotional tension was like really going away. And so, um, you know, I think it was kind of a gift and a curse, a little double-edged sword, but, um, I think now just going through that. And I mean, stress doesn't really go away. It's just kind of how we, you know, we, how we want to look at life. And so I just try to bring those same practices into like, what am I supposed to learn right now? Or like how, 
you know, what are the lessons that I'm supposed to see? So I kind of want to touch on, obviously we, we work for a company that covers a lot of baseball. Um, and a lot of baseball, a lot of baseball. And you just stated that you don't know much about baseball, but you haven't been like around the baseball world for too, too long. You guys met like what a year ago, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty recent, but I remember I had this like high school stint where I was like hanging out with my older cousin a lot and she was really into the, um, the Cardinals. And so I remember watching a lot of baseball with her, but I also just, it just didn't do it for me. I didn't, I didn't make the connection. I wasn't like, wow, I I didn't get it. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't realize how much actually goes into it. And I think honestly, that was kind of the same thing with me in football. It was like, I think I was also a little burnt out on so many sports, you know, just like living in a gym all the time. And then even with Georgia's football, I just, once I started once it was like, once you got to the NFL and I could really see the behind the scenes stuff and like class wasn't there and we could kind of see the layers. And then obviously COVID hit where it's like, we were all in the same house doing everything together. It, I don't think it was really until then that I started seeing how much effort goes into it. Um, and I, I feel like that's a dumb thing to say, but honestly, I didn't really have like a serious appreciation for it. And so Um, and it's, it's so cool now to know the people or to even have worked with some of the people who George plays against and like to see your clients on the field and like going at it. So, um, I'm hoping that I have that similar affiliation with baseball that like, I just knowing people now and Cody will be like, this is like, I haven't met him, but like Josh Cater with the Padres, that's like my one person in like in the playoff (laughs) run that I knew. And so I was like, so obsessed with the Padres for the rest of the run, (laughs) but that was it. It's interesting because you like, now that you, you said you like learned more of the behind the scenes and now you work in that space to some extent for some of these athletes. So that's interesting. You went from kind of like not knowing a lot to now working on the back end of like what makes them successful in their careers. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really interesting also just to see like all the mental cues and, you know, obviously, I mean, once you get to this high of a level, it's everybody's good. Like everybody can run really hard. Everybody can hit, you know, whether it's football or baseball. Um, actually I don't, I probably shouldn't say that. Not everybody can hit. That's what Cody's been, Cody's been informing me that hitting is really, really hard, but in football, at least, you know, like everybody is so athletic and, it comes to some point where it's, it's really the mental game and how you can stay in it and how you can prepare. And so, um, so yeah. And I, I mean, for me, yoga is so mental and the, the things it gives you access to in yourself. And so it's really fascinating to kind of see all the different pieces come together. Yeah. So you, you not only got thrown into the baseball world, but you got thrown into the international baseball world, which I think, I don't think a lot of people really touch on just how different of like a way of life it is just for a professional athlete in general overseas what what if whatever sport it is so kind of walk us through one just the culture shocks and and two what you kind of picked up on that's different maybe from a typical american professional sport game well i think obviously the biggest thing is the language um i actually i'm pretty good with language i love studying language um I pick it up pretty easily, but having a different alphabet is like a whole different ball game. And I didn't really appreciate that until I got over there. I mean, Cody had told me some, but it's kind of like, you know, you hear there's something happening and then you see it and it's like a whole different experience. So, um, getting over there and just like navigate, I mean, thank goodness for phones. I need to stop dropping mine in the ocean, but, um, 
thankfully, you know, every, everybody's super kind in Japan, which I think we got really lucky for being over there. Like it's a super clean, it's a super safe community. I mean, whole country, honestly, I felt super safe. It also helps that I'm like six foot and Cody's yeah. six, six. So I tower over everybody. So it's like, I feel really safe all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been to a couple baseball games, like MLB games here. Like I've gone, to, we're from Iowa. So Wrigley field was always where we'd go, um, and watch the Cubs and just the noise. I never remember going to those games and feeling like it was like the noise was like really overwhelming. Like we're at football games, you know, some like going to Seattle or any, I mean, even like Levi stadium now, it's just crazy how loud it gets, but in Japan, there's no limit or there's no restrictions on like anything that you can bring in. So people bring in like noisemakers, they bring in giant flags, they bring in like air horns. Like it's just so loud all the time. And they're also like very in the phase of like what the Fox says. And like, it's very anime over there, obviously, but it's, um, it's just very like techno-y. And so it's fun, but it's, the games are like, a. it felt like an NFL game to me where it feels like a party. Interesting. That's really mm-hmm. interesting. Because, and season is typically like the same length, right? Or a little bit longer. You guys will be over there like end of January to October, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing about international baseball. It's just, in, I've, I've heard it's insane, but I feel like until you experience it, you really just don't even get it. Actually, this is my, well, I think this is like fascinating how we have the seventh inning stretch. They have the fifth inning smoke break. And so all of the states swear to God guys. So they, um, so before, so Cody, uh, threw new, threw no hitter last year. And so they let me like in to do, they let me in with a press pass. Cause I was technically hired. I couldn't just go over there cause of COVID. So the team had to hire me as his, um, mental health and yoga consultant, his wellness consultant, or I can't remember exactly how we framed it, but he had to like hire me. And then I had to get a work visa and then the team had to sponsor me to go over there. And so, through that, I was able to like get some other, we just kind of like took advantage of the whole situation or like, you know, push it as far as we could. But so one of the games I'm sitting down under the stadium with him and there's this room, like, I mean, like right where like that room is behind me and there's like all this smoke coming out. And I'm like, Cody, what is that? And he's like, oh, that's the smoke break room. And I was like, what do you mean? I mean, it's like 20 minutes before the guys are going out and like the umps are going in there. Also, I've realized that I always call them refs. Cause I'm so used to football. And so like, I'll always text Cody mid game. I'll be like the refs suck. And I'm like, Oh, dang it. <laughs> so <laughs> That's like a big flip too. But, um, but yeah, they're like, they go down there and they smoke before they smoke during the fifth inning and then the fans do also. And so there's like smoke rooms in the stadium where people are either like ripping heaters or like smoking a cigar and it's, yeah, they just like come out and it's just part of it. So it's just like drinking a beer. That's crazy. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know five people that smoke cigarettes anymore. (laughs) Like it's so what a different, what a change. Yeah. It's crazy. But it's in like a, for the fans, it's in like a glass room. So if you've ever seen like bars where you can smoke like in the bar or whatever, which actually in Oklahoma, um, there were bars all over like that in college. And so you can like go into this room, but it's like, it's just this hazy glass because everybody's smoking inside, but that's exactly what it looks like in the stadium. That's insane. I know. <laughs> That's insane. I'm like imagining that like someone just walking out of just like a cloud of smoke. All right, time's for my baseball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like going and running bases after that. Um, but the other interesting, I mean, just the food's super different, obviously. Yeah. Like you can get a bento box and sushi and mm-hmm. I, I usually get I like yeah, I usually get like udon noodles and I sit there with chopsticks. 
That's so crazy. We're just eating a hot dog. Yeah, right. Full sushi dinner. No, and like uh, the other thing is the stadiums are so clean. So if you like, nobody leaves any trash. And so after the games, everyone's like scouring the area, like the stadium's spotless. It's beautiful. All of them are. Yeah. That's hard to imagine. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. Like in college, we would do something called stadium cleanup. Right. Did you guys ever have to do that for sports? We're in the, Mm -hmm. so in the morning. So like there'd be a college football game. And then the next morning, all of the high school sports teams, it was like, I don't know how we got hooked into this, but either way we would go and we'd like clean up the whole stadium in Iowa city. So for the Iowa Hawkeyes and it was just disgusting. Like the amount of beer and trash and food and everything that gets left behind. I mean, even just like clothes and stuff that's left and Mm -hmm. it's just night and day here. Hmm. I feel like overseas kind of has like a different misconception. Like people think it's like dirtier, like they like, you know, there's more pollution. So that means there's more trash and people don't take care of things. as much. So it's interesting to hear that it's like actually polar opposite because stadiums here are disgusting. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, and I can't speak for all international, but, um, you know, at least in Japan, all of the stadiums, like every single one, even the older ones were spotless. Hmm, interesting. So now that you've uh, added baseball to your life, well, forever, um, (laughs) you're doing sports year round. So you have baseball. Oh, it's a schedule. The second it's done, like football, actually they overlap. Do they not? They overlap. Yeah. How do you do that? How are you like, is this, I'm sure it's been like a weird balance. It's been super weird. Yeah. It's been weird. I mean, thankfully Cody, like off seasons in California. So the flights from, and we have had so many, actually the front, the front half of the football season for the Niners was front loaded for a lot of away games. And so that was a really big blessing because I like miss most of those, but now on the back end, like almost all of our games have been home, which is, which has been amazing. Or, you know, I mean, at least either like LA or Seattle, or at least on a West coast mm-hmm. game. And so, or even just Las Vegas, but those are all really easy to get to. And so having this as a home base being in Costa Mesa has just been like awesome. So we just fly up to the games, but schedule wise, it's, I mean, it's kind of trash. Cause I wish that we, I wish that there was like a pocket where all of us could have like a little bit of downtime, but I mean, it's just crazy to think that like, until one of them is finished playing, which according to both of them is like, not going to be for a while. Like we'll never have any yeah. down. Like cr- actually Christmas day this year, George had off. And that was like the one day, but Cody and I had to travel to like, go be with his family. So it was like, we just don't have any days off together. That's probably going to make for an interesting uh, wedding planning season for you. Uh, there is one weekend that's available and that would be George's bye week. And we won't know that for like until the football season comes out. So it's kind of like, if it works great, if it doesn't, then we'll find another plan. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. I think both of us are like relaxed about it enough to where it's not going to be this massive, like super formal situation where, I mean, I don't know, I guess I shouldn't say that we haven't really planned anything, but Either way, there's one weekend that's that's the good option. That's gonna yeah. I, I was curious about that. I was asking Cody, I mean, because football season and baseball season are polar opposite and both, you know, in season and off season are so important to both of them. And so figuring out a way to like balance it and also take care of yourself and your own mental sanity and all of that, I'm sure is going to be a new new juggling experience. But it'll be good. It'll be great, right? It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. It'll be great. We're just full steam ahead. A lot so, of fun. Yeah. I did want to ask your brother's really good at football. He's like really he's good pretty at football. good at football. Yeah. 
And he's one of the more notable players in the NFL right now in the past few years, truthfully. Has it been weird? Has it been interesting? Has it been fun? Because there is a sense of, I'm sure, pride because that's your brother. And then there is a sense of, oh, you're George Kittle's sister. Yes. Um, truthfully, there's been some, I mean, overall, like, it's sick. It's amazing. It's so much fun. And like, I'm so proud of him. I'm so grateful. Uh, it's definitely, I feel like over the last couple of years, I've, I've found something that's like worked really well for me, but like finding that and like fine tweaking it to make sure that I don't get lost in it in a way, you know? And I think our family is different in the sense that we have like, at least like our core four, right? So me, my mom, my dad, and my brother, um, we've just always done everything together. And so like my dad was just such a dreamer growing up. So we would move all over the place. We'd like start over and like just all these different ideas. And it, we were never afraid to start over, but we would always go together. And so when George got drafted, it was like, yeah, we're going to every game. Like we're going to go and be a part of it. And I think in the beginning, it was hard for me to like, well, mostly because I was working like brick and mortar jobs where I had to be somewhere, you know? And so figuring out a transition of how do I work virtually and like do something that actually still feels sustaining. Cause I think as much as we do virtual stuff, like it's just, it's not the same as when you're connected like face-to-face, -face, especially for like yoga and you know, the wellness aspect of it. Um, so yeah, it took a, it took a little tweaking, but, um, but I think I finally found my system, which I'm very, very grateful for. Taylor, what was that video that you found earlier that you sent in the group message? Um, it was a video of like a bunch of players in the last game congratulating JJ Watt on his career. And there was an mm -hmm. interaction between JJ and George where they bring up your grandma and how it was her 100th birthday. Can you tell us that whole story? Because I, we only get a clip. It was like, I was on NFL's Instagram, but I want to hear that she was 100 and went to her first game. That mm -hmm. was, it sounded so cute. Well, so now knowing the backstory that it was kind of around Cody proposing to me, um, there's all these different layers that like, I'm still trying to figure out, but either way, the overarching story is that, um, grandma lucky was turning, turned hundred on January 6th. She has 10 daughters. Um, yeah. So we have a huge family. And so, um, so she has never come to an NFL game and my mom was there visiting, um, like helping her. They were going to like set up, they had a big party at her house. Um, but honestly, since, COVID, um, my grandma like hasn't really left the house besides to go to church and she still drives. She's a hundred and she still drives. Um, but so she hasn't really done anything just because they've been like, so on lockdown trying to take care of her. And so two of, uh, well, a lot of them, but some of my mom's sisters, one actually like moved in to like, make sure that everything was okay and like take care. And, um, but yeah, she hasn't really done anything. And so Claire and George were like, you know, this is your hundredth birthday. Would you want to come out to a game. And so George, um, helped get her out here, George and Claire did. And they, yeah, so they flew out and so it was my mom, um, and then three of her sisters and my grandmother. And so they got out here and, um, yeah, it was so cool that we hosted her, the Niners team, like just the staff is so outstanding. Like we told them early on more. So, I mean, we wanted to get her down on the field to see George and like, to have that experience, but it was also like, kind of a security measure. Like, how can we like bring her in? Can we like drive up all the way to the stadium? Can we get a wheelchair? Like, how do we take care of all this stuff? But then they totally planned it to like at half, at the end of halftime, everybody stood up and sang happy birthday to her. And they like had like on those, 
you know, like those screens around the stadium, it said happy 100th lucky. And it was like, so overwhelming. They brought a cake in. They like, there was champagne everywhere. Like grandma doesn't drink, but either way, it was just like, it was such a huge party the entire weekend. So it was outstanding. And then, yeah, JJ asked. And then all of a sudden, like we're looking down and Brock Purdy and George are blowing kisses to grandma. And we're like, what? It was so sweet. That is precious. And then before the game, like a bunch of guys came over and hugged her and it's like, they're so amped before a game. And like George does this too. Like he'll come and hug us, but he like hugs you like, you know, and they're like in pads and they're huge. And so a couple of them came over and we were like, whoa, 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 like slow down guys. Like (laughs) slow down. Don't tackle grandma. Yeah. Don't tackle grandma, but she's a little fragile. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. And you got proposed to. Yes. Which I really thought that everything that was going on was like just for my grandma. So it was this perfect cover. Hmm. They got me. I know. It was fun. I love surprises. So this was a really good one. I love it. So yeah. you and I have talked before just about women in sports and obviously, you know, you've touched on a few other content creator things and obviously you have your hand just in the professional sports world in general, but just being a woman in sports, what do you think one of the biggest hurdles that you've had to face has been in this field? I'm always curious about this. Myself, honestly, <laughs> I think, uh, I think there are so many opportunities and like, you know, while I think it's kind of just the vision that you have and like what you want to accomplish and where you want to go. But I think for me, my biggest hurdle was always telling myself that like I needed to like have some separation or that I couldn't, like, I never wanted to just be Georgia's sister, like jumping onto everything. Like I really wanted to make sure that I was standing on my own. And I think because of that, I pushed myself into this kind of like space where like, I, I, how do I say this? I wasn't just like celebrating the life that I was living. And it was more like, oh, like I'm doing this, but like, it's separate. You know what I mean? It's, it's separate and it's not, you know, it's not at all. Like this is my family. Like, sorry, there's an alarm going off outside. Cody's going to check it out. Um, but I think for me, it was more just like getting out of my own head and just being in the moment. And I think honestly, that's like what yoga and breath work has helped me so much to do is just to not overthink stuff. And I think lately it's just been, trusting my vision. Um, I love, I didn't know this is like so cliche, but I think that's like the blessing of Instagram and like just quotes all the time. But I love right now, one of my favorite quotes that I keep saying is there's no traffic in your own lane. You know, like stay in your own lane. There's no traffic. And it's just, I always try to remind myself that because nobody's living the exact life that I'm living and nobody has the exact vision that I have. Like nobody is going to bring the same stories or the same message or the same healing that I do to the table. And so, or even to the world in that sense. And so it's just, um, not comparing myself, which has always been like a really hard thing not to do. And so, um, but yeah, it's just appreciating kind of my vision and trusting that I have it for a reason. Yeah. I think that's an issue. I think that's a hard thing for, I mean, both women and men in any field, but especially women, I think in, in the sports world, you're kind of not told, but kind of told that you're all going against one, like one another. you're all like striving for the same goal, which is just like not true at all. Like truthfully, I've probably met, I think some of the best women I've ever met in this like world have worked in the sports industry, truthfully. I like, they're the most badass, like inspirational, like 
doing their own thing on their own path, like vibe of a human being. And I, like, I agree. I think getting in your own way is always going to be, uh, all of our biggest hurdles, truthfully. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I think it's that quote. I know. Isn't it good? I think with that also though, it's, it's nobody's, I think I always had this like very clear vision of like, okay, if I'm going to be like a journalist, right. So I, like, I was, I always, I went to my degree is in journalism. And so whether it was like, I really wanted to be, I run, like I said, I wanted to be Carrie Bradshaw, but I wanted to write for magazines and like cover all this stuff. And I was so into it. But I think when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is my one career path. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And I think with yoga, I even like kind of that blood in where I was like, okay, I'm a yoga teacher. And like, that's what I do. Like, that is my identity. That is who I am. And that's not the case, right? Like I also do a hundred other things now. And it's, you know, it's definitely a juggling act, but I think it's, I think that's how people are today. Right. Like we do so many different things besides just hosting a podcast, you know, or like working for John boy media. It's like, there's so many different aspects of it. And I think allowing ourselves to be really curious and passionate about the things that we love. It just fuels us on such a different level. So, um, I think the other one more thing on that is like, you don't have to do it in a man's way. You know, I think that's what like used to really hang me up too. was like the only way forward was the way that all these men had done it. And I was like, I'm not a man, you know, and I have so much more awareness and empathy and sensation around certain things where like, I'm going to bring things that a man doesn't. And I think that's the perfect like dichotomy and balance of, you know, the yin and the yang of everything. So I think it's while like we we're around so many alpha males, like all the time, right. So many like big dogs who are just like, you know, whether they are or not, who just like think they're, they're all that, um, that it's really important to remember that like those things can't exist without the sensitive or the softer side of things. No, definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Well, on a lighter note, um, what, like, I I'm curious, what are you going to learn about baseball this year? Emma, do you have a goal list? Like, are you going to become like an expert? Are we going to talk to you at the end of baseball season? You're going to know like the ins and outs of the sport. You know, I'm gonna, yeah, totally. Uh, I'm gonna actually, my goal is to learn some more Japanese. Um, I definitely want to get better at Japanese. So Cody and I have been practicing. He's actually pretty good with all the numbers. So like whenever we're counting anything, he always counts in Japanese. Um, I really want to understand pitching more just because that's what he does, you know, and like the pitches and like what they actually do. And um, yeah, I sound so green saying that, but honestly, whenever he's like, he's like, yeah, I got to go throw a bullpen. I'm like, okay, what are you doing? And I'll like have him like show me on my hand, you know what I mean? So I can like feel it. And he's like, you throw it like this because it goes like this. Um, I don't know. I find it because like I am watching the other players, but like sort of, you know what I mean? Sort of like, I'm really trying to like learn what Cody's doing. And so understanding like, well, why did you throw it that way? And I think, I think like for me, that was like the hook of understanding, like hearing that back end stuff from George that really got me so curious about the sport and like why the plays were lined up this way, or like, why did the offensive coordinator call that? Or like, how did that scheme work together? And I think seeing how that kind of storyline plays out through baseball is really fascinating, but I just, I don't speak the baseball language lit. So so I'm trying to learn it. That's totally fine. It's a, if, if you don't have just like an un like undenying passion for the sport, it's a hard sport to like jump onto unless you have like a personal reason to do so. Like yeah, it's hard I'm and that. it's hard watching a pitcher too, because they could be great or they could not be great. So we're just like, and I don't, I never get it. Cause all of a sudden like other people are hitting and I'm like, was that 
are they just really good? Or like, is something else off or like, were the refs bad? No, I'm just kidding. But like, I just, there's so many different factors that I'm like, I'm seeing all the layers coming together. So. so oh yeah. yeah. I think with football too, like with football, like you were saying, like the what, play calling and all that, it revolves around like at least a part of the team, like a group of the team where with baseball, there's so many small nuances that are just, just for each individual, like his pitches and the way that someone gets in their batting, everything is so individual in baseball where with football, it's like more of a broader like sense of like, like differences, like the play calling and this and that, that make things work. It's so, there's so many little nuances in baseball to like learn about and especially with the pitcher. So yeah, take your time. (laughs) Yeah. Take your time. You got, you got plenty of time. Like you'll learn some, I'm still learning things like new things about the sport of baseball and I've been around it almost my entire life. So you never know what's helping is Cody is I also realized how like many baseball movies I haven't watched. And so we've been like working through the classics. Cody has like a whole list. And so like once a week we watch a baseball movie and it's, I mean, I I think it's helping. I haven't gone to a baseball game since, but, um, but yeah, now he's like throwing bullpens again. So now I'm like, I love to go and watch him throw. Um, so, and even just, I mean, for me, it's so much about like the physical movement and the physical body. And so watching him do all of his mobility work to like get that range of motion and like, you know, does his hip close first or his shoulder or his wrist or like, what's the action there? That's the stuff that like, I actually speak that language, you know, so I I'm kind of latching onto that in that sense, but, and just seeing the physical pieces of it. Yeah. And just like the mentality of like a baseball player, I'm sure is a little bit different than the mentality of a basketball player or a football player or whatever other sport you want to throw in there because baseball, these athletes are literally playing a game of failure. Like if you Mm -hmm. fail seven out of 10 times, you're like incredible. Like, and that's, that was so hard for me to wrap my head around of like, so we're like, celebrating a fail. I don't get it. I don't understand this. Like, yeah, no, totally. And we actually, uh, now, I mean, my family, like we go back and forth on is baseball harder than football. Um, and it's, uh, it's quite the argument in the family right now, but I just, the, the length of the season is insane. Like I can't imagine having kids and going through this where he's like gone all the time. Like, it bananas it's wild like people don't we us three have talked about this a lot and specifically on funny enough josh Hader and his wife maria who's a friend of the companies and like people people forget the human aspects on top sure. of the mental aspects so like when Hader and maria had their baby like Hader went through a really big slump and he like wasn't pitching good and he was like he was he went from like one of the best to like one of the worst during that stretches and everyone's like well oh he's such a flute like he's not as good of a player as we thought like he's awful blah 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 and everyone's like hey maybe remember the fact that he has a a newborn first kid doesn't want to leave and like that that alone gives anyone a reason to like be a little tired at their job they're just happy to be a professional athlete in front of millions of people (laughs) yeah you're just performing and like doing your job in front of the entire world Right. And everything's recorded. And like, if you say anything wrong, you're going to be blasted. Yeah. The media is psycho. Like it's crazy. And just like, even like fantasy football fans are the amount of messages that I get, like, is your brother playing? Do you know if like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play? Like when's Debo going to be back? 
is like, oh my God, my, like so many, like I, if anybody ever listens to this and like sends me a DM and I don't answer, it's because I just literally don't go through them because I get so, or like, I just get so mad and like annoyed sometimes. So I just like, don't go through my messages. You're getting DMs about fantasy football. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When George first got in the league, it was like so many people. Like, you know, those like, just like random people that, you know, in college and like, what's up, Em? Like, great to see you. Like, George is playing so well, by the way, like any insight in the Niners? I'm like, for real. Go away. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, seriously. Like I get them on a regular basis. You get more fantasy football DMs or more. Can you get me free ticket DMs? Um, honestly, now through hidden pearls, we get a decent amount of the, I don't know, not, not too many free tickets. It's more the. Um, it's more the, like, I need to meet your brother or like, or I get a lot of, can George send me, Hey, like, Hey, it's my birthday. I'd really appreciate it. If your brother sent me a message, like I get probably five of those a week. I'm not kidding. Like, Hey, it's my birthday. What would really make it the best is if your brother sent me like a birthday message. I was like, okay, thanks. I know yeah. my, I know I used to respond and be like, okay, message him, but now I just don't respond. Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. What I mean, I'm sure George's wife's name is Claire, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm, yes. I'm sure Claire gets just as many, if not more. Oh yeah. Hers is crazy. Up, just <laughs> blown up. Yeah. I've never been the type of person that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to DM this person that I don't know and ask for something that's just slightly outlandish, but it feels right. I, yeah. I'm going to add an emoji. It'll be right. It feels right. Yeah, it'll be right. It'll be right. And like, I don't mean to knock the fans. Cause like shit no. without the fans, like you're not, we're not anything like George, you know, this game isn't anything. And like, we don't get to have this lifestyle, but it's like, I just always laugh at the more, just the audacity that I think people like fans actually feel like they own a piece of the athletes out there. You know, and going back to what you're saying about the haters, it's like, it's such a human component. Like the mental and emotional struggle that people go through on a weekly basis is insane. And it's like, you're like, nobody's going to be able to understand that pressure. And it's not something that you can really come out and talk about, you know, like people can talk about it afterwards, but it's not something that you really like, man, I'm having a really down week. Like I'm super sad. Like my wife and I are in it. Like, you don't, you can't say that. And so people never know. And they just expect you to be like on top of the world all the time, which is like, I mean, just the parallel with it, with all the mental health stuff that's now coming out is like, it's crazy. It is insane. It's like the second that you reach a certain level of success as a professional athlete, you lose human aspects. Like it always drives me insane during, um, like trade season whatever sport. oh my god because it's it's literally just like oh they're just they're not a human being they don't have a family they don't have to like pack up their home and like move across the country they're just a pawn and so and I get it it's a part of a business right but like fans are just ruthless and they're like oh well they make millions of dollars so it doesn't matter no it like still matters they're like no, it matters. still have feelings <laughs> I know I know like just like like to anyone who has ever moved once and how brutal it is like just every season, right? Like some people do it like three times a year. It's insane. And you know, and you like get better at it, but it doesn't make it any less energetic, like energetically exhausting. No, Taylor's moving right now. And she could probably attest to how awful it is. I'm losing sleep over my house being in boxes. So I can't imagine having kids and 
it's the middle of, you know, you're working and you have ki- your kids are in school and you're trying to move your husband across. No, nope. <laughs> That's crazy. And you're doing it internationally. So more power to you. Yeah. And like, I'm grateful that this is happening at a time when we don't have kids to where I can like go and like my biggest concern is my dog, which is why I'm not going for the whole time. I tried to, oh man, I've tried all the weirdest things to like get him into Japan, but like, he's just straight up too big. So like, he's like, I mean, you can pretty much have like a baby, like cupcake dog that you can take to Japan, but Dane's not that at all. He's like 80 pounds. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to go for two months and then come back and just like get all my day and time in and then go for another two weeks or two months. So, but yeah. Damn. That's, I know. What do you, how do you pack? I'm an awful packer. How, like, do you oh. just like, how do you, how do you pack? Well, truthfully, I'm going to try and not take too much stuff because the fashion in Japan is so sick. Like, especially in Hokkaido and Sapporo where we live, like it is, it is so cool. And it's really it's streetwear fashion in the sense of it's very like boxy modern. Um, but like right before we left, we, or more when I was there and Cody would like actually come out we'd like walk around and go shopping. We live. So most of the players live by giant train stations, right? So we don't have cars. I mean, some people have car, we might get, I don't know. We might get one this year, but, um, but they drive on the opposite side of the road too, which is like terrifying. Um, but so we live next to like a giant train station that has like the biggest mall ever. And like the tech stuff there is super crazy. So the fashion's super awesome. Um, but we started like going through and like kind of finding gifts to take home to our family, but like Carhartt was, there's like all these Carhartt more, what is it called? I can't remember, but it's pretty much like their fashion, like, um, like pop-up in a way. Huh. And it's so cool. So I more want to like actually invest in some cool pieces over there and then, not bring all of the stuff that I wear all the time and like push myself a little fashion wise. Okay. You say that you're going to overpack 1000% going to overpack. This is true. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, it's true. So it's true. last question I have, and then if Sam and Taylor have anything, what's next for you? What's, what do we have to look forward to seeing you do in 2023? 2023. I uh, have a couple like massive projects that we're coming out with. So first is, uh, the podcast that my dad, George and I do is called hidden pearls podcast. And, um, that's kind of reached a peak with like taking on, well, the podcast in itself, but we just have so many mindfulness practices and things that we teach. And so we really want to organize a platform around all of that. And so, um, we're about to launch our new website, except it's like literally almost done. And then, you know, how you like find inspiration. You're like, Oh shit, man, I really want to change it. So I'm trying to like give it a week and like, see if I actually want to change the whole thing. Not, I mean, either way, just design wise, but so the new website's going to come out. Um, and with that, we're going to have a membership platform where all of my yoga classes are going to be hosted. And then all the mindfulness stuff, we do a ton of work with veterans. And so, um, we offer a lot of free classes with them. So, kind of coming out with that. I think we're going to be launching an app this year just to kind of consolidate, but also make it a little bit more user-friendly. And then, um, this one actually like terrifies me to say, but I feel like I have to say it. Um, I'm writing a book and it's like, it's there. I have like a couple pieces I'm like going through and like editing and rewriting all this stuff. But, um, but yeah, and then I took this like self-publishing course or I'm almost done with it. And so I'm going to figure out how to self-publish it and then get it out there. So my, my mom's a photographer, thankfully. So uh, we're doing all the photos in February 
So like yesterday, Cody and I bought this like huge light setup that I have to learn how to use. And so it's very much like a home project, but I love learning how to do all this stuff and just like having all the resources like that. So yeah, so my mom will be my book photographer and then I got to figure out how to publish this thing. And then, so my goal is to have it like at least like done, done, like all that, like with the art and everything done by the end of the year. So Dude, how are you going to casually be like, oh yeah. And I'm also like (laughs) writing a book. Like what? That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's been like a dream for a long time. And I just like sat on it. And like for a while, Cody was like the only one that I was talking to it about. And I was like, he's like, you're like almost done with it. I was like, I know, but it's like, it's still crazy. So, um, so yeah, she's coming. That's super exciting. I know no human babies, but lots of work babies. (laughs) Hey, baby steps, slow baby steps. Slow. Let's get to the wedding first. I know. Right. (laughs) I know. It's funny. I was talking to one of my mentors today and she was, well, cause so we posted that photo. We posted a photo and both of us have our hands up, but it's Cody's right hand, but he does have a ring on. And so I've gotten so many messages being like, you guys got married. And I'm like, that was confusing. I just liked the photo, but, but yeah. So, so yeah, got to do that. Got to launch a bunch of stuff. So I heard you guys might be coming to Japan though, for some projects. Yeah, there, there is some, I think, talks with that. I need to actually follow up with sales. One of our guys, Joe's McFly, who is quite possibly one of the more interesting and entertaining human beings on the face. Wait, his name's Joe's McFly? Joe's McFly. Like, That's a like, name. Dead That's ass. a name. And he lives up to the name, let me tell you. But uh, yeah, if not for work, I'm definitely still looking into coming out there and, and doing some stuff too, but it's Japan. I feel like I need to go to Japan. I'm part Japanese. You are? Yeah. Yeah. My mom, my, my mom is half. Yeah. A little bit more than half. She was adopted and my dad's blonde hair, blue eyes. So that's how we got me. Wow. Arigato gozaimasu. It doesn't click. <laughs> she got so that, was th- that was thank you. <laughs> it sounded very natural for you. So yeah, it, it was good. Yeah, me I know. Arigato gozaimasu. and simose. So those are kind of my pleasantries. Cody's a lot better, but we're we're getting there. Hey, baby steps. Always take baby steps. Baby yeah, steps. Pax, you got to come do a little cultural heritage moment. I do. I need to, because yeah, this might be, if not now, when? Right. I. It's a lot harder when you don't have somebody here. But uh, do you know what part of Japan your family's from? I don't, uh, I could check my 23 and me and I could figure it out, but my mom has actually never met her birth parents. It was her mom that was, uh, Japanese and sad story. I think it was like a one night stand. I don't even think her birth dad ever knew she existed, but her birth mom wrote her like a handwritten note. And so we knew we were Japanese and then we did the 23 and me and it verified it. So I need to look into like what region, but I want to say Western, but I'm not completely sure. Need a look. Mm. Fascinating. But yeah, the more you know. Wow, that would be that would be quite the twist. So either way, um, if any or all of you come out, that would be so great. And you can hold my hand through the baseball games. Also, Cody's team is the Foxes. So we wear little fox ears and then they always do what the fox says and the entire stadium knows the dance. Like I don't everybody does it. We I don't either. I don't either, but I have to be like really sneaky because I always love to take videos of people because it's like, you, I've just never seen an entire stadium do that, that dance, you know, so. All together. Yeah. In costume. 
in costume. Well, not actually a, a lot of people do wear costumes, but, um, but yeah, it was funny this year for Halloween, Cody and I didn't have Halloween costumes and we were like, not really going to, well, we were going to do some stuff and then family stuff came up and it just got like complicated, but our neighbors had a party. And so we're like, Cody's like, we don't, let's just go normal. I was like, no, but so the only thing that we had were his Fox ears from his baseball season. So that's what we wore. I love it. I love it. Uh, Sam and Taylor, you got any other questions? I don't think so. We're, yeah. we're big into reading. So we will read your book when it comes out and then we'll discuss it on the show. Really excited for that. Um, but no, thank you for sharing all of that with us. That was awesome. Yeah. Thanks happy, guys. Happy birthday to grandma. Oh, thank you. I'll tell her. <laughs> yeah. Emma, you are welcome back anytime, but thank you so much for sitting down with the girls room. Thank you. Proud to be here.